Erica, so you've been in the UK, you've been at Blackburn for about three months now, right? Yeah, it's been about three months. How, how are you enjoying the UK? How, how are you liking it? For me, I've been loving it because I feel like you have London and then you have like all kinds of little towns and cities around the area for me, for me at least like where I am. So one thing I would say is that the weather's a little bit of an adjustment from California. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. I'm having a great time living here and, and kind of adjusting to UK culture and everything. I mean, if you've got, a, if you've got through like these months, I'll promise you now they're weather-wise, these aren't the ones. Yeah, <laughs> like, it it gets better. I mean, not California better, but yeah, it gets weird. a little bit. It's better. sometimes sunny, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but that's what I hear. I hear that it's actually really nice in the summer. So there's there's some hope there. <laughs> don't know, don't know who said really nice. It's okay. Let's say it's okay in the summer. Like sometimes it's all right. It gets there. You might get a heat but, wave. You might get the odd heat wave here and there. As long as it's sunny, then that's all I really care about. So yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was in, we went to LA like me and my friend a few years ago. And it was like February and we were in shorts. And everyone was like, it's not warm here. I was like, bro, like, <laughs> it's warm for me. I can't wear shorts back home right now. But yeah, I can wear them. But everyone, just thought, everyone knew we were never like, oh, you're not a tourist. And they all just thought we were well weird <laughs> because we were wearing shorts. UK, have you been, have you been like trying the food? Like, have you had like English breakfast, Nando's, all of that? Like, what's, what's been your go-to, like your go-to snack up here? Yeah, I mean, everyone told me right when I got here, I had to go to Nando's. So yeah. Yeah. I did I, I went to watch a West Ham game and then after we went to the Trafford Center and got Nando's and uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much and I actually did. So uh, I really liked Nando's. I tried that. Uh, I tried English breakfast and yeah, just drinking tea because that's what everyone does here. So yeah, I've been trying a lot of different things. That's like quintessential, quintessential England. A little bit of tea, little full English breakfast but Nando's like, have, have, do you, have you worked out your order yet or are you still like oh when I go I'll just try it and then see what happens or are you like listen this is the order like if you speak to Jay yeah this guy will be like no <laughs> I don't even need to look at the menu like don't even that's my place that's no. my that's my favorite place Nando's like I'll put it I'll put it up there I'll do the I'll do the halloumi sticks oh nice the mm. halloumi sticks dip is really good and then I got the I'll get the butterfly chicken that's nice that's yeah nice. Yeah, it is a safe order, but uh, I'm enjoying it every time I go, so I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, me- medium spice, it's got to be medium spice, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't really like spice that much, so as low as possible on the spice. And full English, did you just go regular or did you like mix and match it? Because I know some people like a little bit of black pudding, beans, egg, sausage, and I think for me personally, that's, that's a bit too much. Like, I'm not really on the whole like masses of meat, like... Um, <laughs> I'm like a veggie sausage and scrambled eggs type of guy, yeah. which does not fly in a, <laughs> this is a full English. Like if I was like, yeah, I have a full English, but I'll just have veggie sausages and eggs. I'm probably getting booted out of the cafe, but you know, everyone's into their own thing. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'll do, I'll, I'll do like beans and toast. So I think I've kind of adapted in that way that I'll, I don't know, ever since I've been here, I've been eating more English type food. So I do like beans and toast for breakfast. That's like go to. That's how I used to bang that during uni. So Blackburn, how, how have you been, how have you been enjoying that? How's that been for you? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, for me, I've been getting like super excited to go to trainings and that hasn't always been like the case in the past years. And I feel like for playing here, I've been just so excited about 
playing football, which I feel like I kind of lost for a little bit. Um, so for me, I'm enjoying the process of just playing every day and just getting better. And I've said this before, but also like, it's really nice that everyone can speak English because I've been in places where I don't know anyone, what anyone is saying. Um, so I'm just like really enjoying myself again. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting better. I'm learning something new every day. Um, and I'm learning from my teammates. So I can't really ask for more than that. And I'm, I'm been healthy. So I've mm. been really playing. What's, what's that like playing when people don't like you're the only English speaker? Cause it's always like, I remember like being a kid going on holiday and like, you can have, I can have a kick about the Spanish kids, you know, cause yeah, not really got to like get too much into it. But I guess from like your point of view, like even like with the coaches and stuff, it must be a lot harder to absorb what they're saying and be able to improve or understand tactically. Like how, how was that for you? Yeah. I mean, it was hard because you would have to have, you have to have someone translate for you mm. and you're always kind of a step behind and you're like, you have to pay extra attention and kind of try to make your own assumptions about things when you can't understand the language. Um, I mean, I think obviously you can like speak to people, I guess, like in a way that's not nonverbal, you know? So mm. I feel like it's like, you kind of have to try to connect with someone while you're playing with them, not always like on a verbal basis. So I think that was just an extra challenge for me, but I think that, yeah, communication is such a huge part of the game that that is a really important aspect, but you still can figure out, you can still figure it out and you start picking up on like little words that are important, just like left or right or back and front. And you kind of have to just adjust, but um, it's definitely been a big difference with understanding the language too. Practically, was it a big difference from where you was before to now? Or do you feel like it's the same kind of process? When I was in Sweden, you know, the a lot of the drills they would explain the drill and then you just go into the drill and you're just like trying you don't really yeah. know what's going on yeah. uh have to act like you know what's going on sometimes but <laughs> uh, i think that it is a huge difference because in, in sweden i they did all speak swedish on the team and then i would have to have someone translate but i like a step to adjust so yeah i mean not having not having that challenge is kind of is kind of nice right now uh but you know I'm really grateful that I have had those challenges though because I think that they me develop too yeah like you said non-verbal like communication skills are like really important so I guess like being almost forced into doing that like probably has helped your development like I'm, I'm really glad that you said them that you're like really enjoying your football now like I guess when it's like your job and stuff it is so important that you are enjoying it what what else are like contributing factors that are like you wake up you think like you know what like I, I, I'm like I love football at the moment it's been such a dream for me to come to England because of the culture of and I just like think to my that sounds a little bit cheesy but like I just think to myself I'm like I'm in England like I'm playing mm. here and uh I get surrounded by football and the culture and just even you know playing in the championship lead to like you play against really, really good players too. Um, and a lot of players that have played in the first league and everything. So that's exciting just to be around that. Um, and just the network of people too here in football. So I think for me, I'm excited about not just going to go play, but also like where I am and my surroundings and like the network that I'm in is something I've been wanting. I read an interview of yours um, and you said about like taking a break from football to do other things do you think that made you like come back and love football even more like being able to step away and be like you know what I do miss it I want to go back yeah I 
it's one of those things where when you're in it, you get, you can get burned out really easily and you don't realize like, you're like, I want, I want to go see what else I can do besides just be a football player. And for me, I think I took a lot of things for granted just because I had it every single day. I was always playing football. I was always training. And then I know like a lot of players can relate to like what I'm going to say, but you want that break. And then like, once you get it, then you're like, Oh, like I actually miss it. You know, it's kind of like, it can be a love hate relationship sometimes, but I think that with that break, it just made me so much more grateful. And like, I understand what it's like to like not have football for a couple mm. of years. Um, and to like have that knowledge makes me just appreciate and like be in the moment and understand that football isn't forever. So I think like it's made me just like be so happy when I'm playing and much more appreciative, like I said. It's, it, I, I do get that though, because like you think about it and like from when you probably first started playing football, like, when when do you stop? Like you don't really do like, and if you go yeah. on to like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like you don't have a break. It's not like, well, you might get a break, like physically, oh, I'm going to go to sleep for eight hours. But in terms of yeah. I'm playing football every single day, like your mind must be so, and it's like, I'm not playing, but I'm thinking about it. And it is like, like, I'm not, I don't play, but like even I just work in football. And like, sometimes I'm like, I need a break. Like I come home and I'm like, I can't, I don't want to talk about it today because it's just been from every angle and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, and I'm, that's not even training or playing. Like just mentally, I'm like, oh, you know what? Um, I can't deal with this today. Like I just want to go to bed and just switch off. Yeah. I think you just, I need, you need a balance too. And I don't think that it's hard to get a balance when you're playing at such a high level because mm. you need, you need to be practicing all the time. You need to be in trainings. Um, so it's hard to like have that balance, but I think that like what you said, you can just get so absorbed in it that you feel like you need to step back. I mean, for a lot of different things, not just football, like not just playing, you know. And also you've played in quite a few different countries. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but I don't, where does, where does traveling rank for you? Is, is traveling like something you enjoy or has it been it's, like, oh, it's just an, another part of, of football, but like being, being an elite footballer, is it just, it's just part and parcel for you or is it like, something that you're like oh I'd love for football but to be able to take me around the world yeah I think traveling for me first comes the football obviously so if that takes me to a new place and I can explore around the new place then that's great but of course football always comes first as far as priority over traveling but um I think what's been exciting about traveling around too is like you get to see the different styles of play in different countries so like seeing how girl women play in Germany and seeing how women play in Switzerland or in Sweden those are different styles and they're different systems of playing in um that can also be a challenge of like going to different places but it again you pick up on a lot of things like the different styles and uh it is a different it is different depending on where you're playing when did you realize that football was something that you wanted to pursue professionally when I was a teenager I really thought I was going to play professionally after college and then once I was in college I I experienced a burnout where I just was like I want to see what else I can do um so I I had the idea when I was younger and I really was driven by that and then when I was in college I was kind of changing that so I think that I decided to to play professionally like that dream came to me again when I was probably mm, I would say like 24 
when I was 24 years old and I actually went to go do some camps in Barcelona. I got invited to go be like a coach over there. And when I was just surrounded by it again and I saw my friends playing in Europe because I had a lot of teammates who were able to start playing professionally in Europe, kind of like the combination of both of that. I was like, I want to see if I can do this and I want to see if I can play again because I just feel like my body's super healthy and I still have it in me. So I think like that dream started up again, probably when I was about like 24, I'd say it was. Do you think you can tell like from watching a player, like you were saying like the different styles, like can you recognize a style from watching a player? Like, could you be like, oh, like, I bet that player played in Germany or like, is it like, I feel like I've just got like a super untrained and uncultured eye because I can't tell. But like, yeah. is, is that something that like you fully notice now? Yeah, actually, I think, I actually think that that's true. I remember I was in the tournament I think it was the women's cup and PSG was playing in the tournament with us. And I saw a girl play on PSG and I was watching her play. And I was like, she must have played in the United States. Like I was thinking that to myself, she was just running and running like the way she was like running and playing her style. I was like, she must have like played in the United States. Um, Cause in the U S you just, the players are unbelievably fit. And I mean, they are in all places, but it's a different kind of fitness, I think. Mm. Um, so like I think you can see certain players and you can kind of maybe make your assumptions you might not always be right but I feel like for me I kind of sometimes can tell especially like if someone has played in Spain I think like with the technical aspect and patience and composure you can also sometimes pick up on that what was what was college college ball like like what was like your I always find it really interesting because obviously I went to university and played so it was like my was like wake up go to a lecture and then like I'm done for the day like what, what was like your like week sort of thing so college sports is very it's like a job so I think mm. that does prepare you for a professional schedule but you and to be honest in college I had way less time than I do now um because you wake up it'd be like wake up have to be at practice at seven o'clock and then once your morning training's done you go to your classes most of the day and then you have weight training and then you have another then you have another practice and then you have to do homework so it's a lot I mean if you're going to play division one football in America I think that as a student athlete there you have to you have to be prepared mentally because it's a lot with your academics and it's a lot with also doing your sport but they do offer a lot of support in a lot of division one programs and they they help you a lot they give you resources so you do have help as well it just seems like such an intense environment like like you're saying like you have free time now that you did then like i'd find that like bonkers but i guess like once you take away the schooling aspect and you you haven't got to come home and do homework like because we're adults now so (laughs) like it does make sense yeah i mean it is crazy it's the academic part of it is definitely it takes up a lot of your time and you're always they'll have study hall too on on the sports team so they'll give you some time to where you have to go and study and you have to do your work because you have to get a certain gpa to be able to play um there's also that pressure that you have to do well in your classes or you don't get it um it's a lot it's a lot though but you benefit a lot from it as well Would would you recommend it like i look back at my university days and like as much as I loved it I do think like maybe I did it because I didn't know what was next and it was almost it was almost like treading water so like 
I feel like to people now, if I was to recommend it, I'd be like, oh, if, if you know that's your route, like, yeah, like 100% do it. But yeah, what, what, what would be your advice for someone? I mean, that's that's a good question. I think with that too, because I, if we're talking about also playing football, mm. that's it's different because if you're going to play football, I've met girls that are on my team now. So there's actually a girl that she was going to go play in the US, but she, she signed for... Man United instead and I think if you're going to make a decision like that where and I've met a lot of girls like that in England actually where they're going to go to like a division one top school like North Carolina or maybe UCLA but instead they sign for like a really big club like in the first league in England um and that's a hard decision decision to make but I think it depends on your goals too like do you want to have that whole college experience do you want to study as well and I think if you're looking for like that experience and you're not, you know, I want to be a football player and I want to play for Man United or whatever it is, then yeah. And you're not really sure, then that's a great route to go because you Mm. have developed and it's also, I mean, it is a risk not going to college and going straight for that pro contract because I mean, you can get injured. Like there's all, it's not a guarantee for anything. Even if you get a um, so it's a ri- it's a risk, but I think it really comes down to like what you feel is right for yourself, you know. Yeah, I feel like the whole the whole process, like you just have to mature so much. Like especially if you're coming from the UK, going there, and it's like okay, you're now dropped into this super intense environment. You don't know the culture. Oh, and by the way, like you've also got to study and you've got to perform academically to play. And it's like oh, but like yeah, like I, I commend anyone that does go, cause it, but. I, at the same time, I can imagine it is like a really good experience and you probably come back or go elsewhere, like a much more rounded person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think I personally think going to college, like for me, would be the choice. I mean, I, I, I did make that choice of but I was also in the United States. So that's a different that's a different situation, because when we're growing up, we're pushed so much to get a scholarship to go to college. Mm. And I don't think that's as big here in England. I'm not really sure, but from what I've heard, it's not like the whole college system isn't as intense as it is in the United States, as far as like, I'm going to go to a four-year and I'm going to get a soccer scholarship and I'm going to, you know, do that. Um, So I I don't know. It's a different culture that I grew up in as well. That really, really pushed going to a four-year and you're a student before you're an athlete. So that was kind of what I grew up with always like in the back of my mind with america and the whole ncaa system do you feel that it puts added pressure on young players so that by the time they get professional they've kind of been in those environments or do you think it's kind of something that's not needed as they're growing up yeah i i think that it puts a lot of pressure on players and and just you know young girls in general there is a lot of pressure but that's part of that's part of it if that makes sense Mm. like and I get like, oh, unnecessary pressure and everything. But I mean, if you're playing on a top team and you want to be a professional athlete, you're going to get all kinds of crazy pressures, unfortunately. Like that's just the reality of it um, at, a, at a high level. So I think, you know, like if you're playing at, I would say like somewhere like in the Pac-12 for NCAA, there is a lot of pressure there to perform and to do well in school and to sometimes feel like you need to be perfect. Um, but again, I think that it comes down to the support around you. Like you have your teammates and you have other people that are going through the same thing. Um, and they become a lot of the time become your best friends. 
So I think like your support system is really important because there is so much pressure, even like when you're 16, 17, oh, what college am I going to go to? Who's looking at me? Where am I getting scouted? Um, So yeah, there is a ton of pressure, but again, like if you want to perform at a high level or be at a high level in anything, you're going to have to deal with it. And that's just like part of it. Yeah. I can't imagine that the, probably the pressure that you put on yourself is any different. Like you probably match the pressure that anyone else puts on you like just hearing it is like so strange for us because like I remember not knowing what a scholarship was till mm, like yes. watching like t- like films and stuff like yeah. On, yeah. on the US yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to see that was where I learned scholarship yeah and that's like that's like super recent um yeah whereas like for us it's like, oh, like just go to go to university or don't and it's just like yeah sort of but no, it wasn't, it felt like it wasn't something really spoken about. It might've been like my house or my friendship group sort of thing. It wasn't really spoken about. So for like you to know from like, or to have in your head from such a young age, like, oh, like go to college, four years scholarship. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's I, like you said, to get to an elite level at anything, like it's not, you don't just wake up one day and think, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like it's, it's, a, it's a journey, isn't it? Massively. Yeah. And just one more thing about that too, is I think sometimes the, but the added pressure, I think that actually comes from the parents more than a lot of the time from the parents more than it does come from the, I would say like child or person themselves. That's what I've realized, like growing up in competitive sports, a lot of the time, I think the parents, you get some parents that are just so intense and then other mm. parents are like, you know what, you go out there, you do your best and I'm going to love you no matter what. And I, for me, I just think that that's the best way to approach it, like with parents, because you know, that does take off an unnecessary pressure of like, I need to do this to please my parents and please everyone around me. Cause then it turns into you doing it for yourself. And like, you want to do it, want to do it because you want to do it, not because you want to make, you know, impress everyone else around you. I've had like, um, I've had quite an interesting day coming into this. Like it's very, next question is very topical. I've been speaking about like um, dual nationalities and like deciding like what nation you're going to play for. And um Obviously, like you're you're doing that at the moment. What what's the process been like for you? For dual citizenship? Yeah. A very long process. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a very long process. Uh, it took me about three years to get the Irish citizenship. Um, and yeah, it just was difficult too because when I was going to clubs, some clubs were were relying on me having dual citizenship because it mm have these issues in some countries um so yeah I, I remember being in Zurich in Switzerland and we were waiting for my my dual citizenship for a very long time and you know it causes it just makes everything easier with the dual citizenship trying to play in Europe um but it's been a long process uh but I'm just I'm so happy that I have it now it's like a weight off of my shoulders what what made you what made you want to do it was it the ease of being able to play in Europe and different things or like like I've, I've thought about it like but just more just like um like an exploration sort of thing like oh like let me see if I if I can do it and like I spoke to my grandparents like oh like yeah but it's I like I know but I'm always like oh like okay yeah I get that's gonna probably be a long process what like what what was your like main motivation to go and like oh I'd, I'd like to like follow through with this almost because I'm sure I'm assuming that you knew that it was going to be like it was going to be like yeah send it off get it back the next day like some Amazon Prime thing but <laughs> like um yeah so like you said it was three years is a is a, is a long time 
Yeah, I mean, they made it seem like it was going to be an Amazon Prime situation. They said like, oh, there's going to be four months and then four months turned into six months, six months, that type of thing. Um, and then coronavirus happened. So, mm. and then the Brexit. So I think it was kind of at this around like the same time frame a little bit. Yeah. But they had like something like 500,000 more applicants than normal applying for it. Uh, and then the offices closed. So it just was, yeah, it was very difficult. You just felt like so out of control trying to get, trying to get it. Um, but I think I really, I wanted to get my dual citizenship because I knew I want to play in Europe and I know I want to be, I want to play in England as well. Like I want to play in England. So for that to happen, it's going to make everything a lot easier. That was my main motivation, honestly. And of course my, my dad is super proud of being Irish and my family is. So I was like, um, seems like a good reason to get it. Mm. Where do you reckon it will rank? Like if it comes to, and you make your debut, like international debut, where do you reckon, where will that rank in your career? Like num number one, hundred percent. If that, if that ever did happen, that would be like a dream come true. So that would be number one. Yeah. I always think like, I don't know. I feel like international football's almost lost its shine a bit. Um, yeah. This is, this is a wider issue. This isn't just, I'm not like, <laughs> why was it going to be number one for you? Um, <laughs> like it's, it does seem to have lost its gleam, but then I feel like when you speak to players and speak to people, it's still, it is still like the pinnacle. It's that it's the highest you can go almost. Well, it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, that's really interesting that it would be right up there for you. So it's, obviously you said prior to that, your yeah. Champions League, Champions League has been a highlight. Well, how, how was that playing in the Champions League? How, how, would, how did that? Yeah, I think that was just, I remember when he announced the team to go because we were going over to Russia to play and when he announced the team and I saw like I was on the roster to go I was just like because I just got onto the team too I came from a team that never qualified for Champions League and I was going to stay there because I wanted to play Champions League but then I got mm. an opportunity I got an opportunity to go to a better team so then I took that opportunity and we actually were playing Champions League so it, it worked out um and yeah so once I got onto that team and we were going to Champions League it was so exciting to just like for me to even be on the roster to go and get picked um but that was just like such a happy moment because I don't know maybe like quitting football and then being able to like find yourself like like at a gate at a Champions League game I think is just a really like special moment like for myself it was mm. I just yeah, felt like, like look if you look at your journey and you think like I was ready to like stop or like you did I, I did stop and I was like now I'm here like must have been like a serious pinch me moment like like what what is going on worst um what's yeah. what's been like like the best I don't know like maybe like anecdote like piece of advice that you've got throughout your career like be from anyone like but what's what's been like something that said been said to you and it's like really like struck a chord and you're like yeah you know what like I'm I'm carrying that mm. I think probably, I think my old, my old junior, cause I was at a junior college before I went to university and transferred and my old coach, her name's Tracy Ham. She was, she's just this very intense female coach I've had. And she's an amazing coach. And I remember she told me like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I think that that is just such a great piece of advice for myself because I think it pushes me to understand like, not just in football, but in other areas of my life. Like if I'm going to set out to do something, do it the best that you can do it. And sometimes 
maybe you're not always a hundred percent, but whatever your hundred percent is that day, like you have to give it. Um, so for me, I think like, yeah, what you, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's probably the best piece of advice. Like I said, because it carries me other places in my life, not just football. Mm, yeah. yeah. Both apply both on and off the field sort of thing. Um, I'm going to go all the way back, so all the way back and go back to like the UK. How have you found like football culture in, in England? Like you said that you went to a West Ham game. Um, yeah. How, how have you found English football culture compared to some of the other places that you've, that you've been to? Oh, it's so intense. Like, it... <laughs> to put it politely. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the West Ham game, there was these little kids behind us and we had really good tickets. Like we, my, my friend was able to get us really good tickets and there was these little kids behind us that were just, you know, F bombs. The <laughs> word, every bad word that there is, they definitely, that. And I was like, and they're, you know, their voice, they're really small. They're probably like 10 years old. And I'm just like looking around and it's normal to everyone around us. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but I mean, I love, I love the culture in England because of how, because of the passion too. So mm. For me, it's just like someone who loves football. It's it's really great. But to be honest, it's a little rough because <laughs> I don't watch a lot of men's football. To be honest, I've watched a lot of women's and people will say players. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> so I have to watch more men's football, I think, <laughs> to fit in it's here. It's just like, it's just so much to consume. Like, it's, I just find it so hard to be across, especially like across like women's leagues, men's leagues. Like, yeah. Matches are on top of each other like and then like for you you've got factor in playing as well so like <laughs> when you're like oh this time this game kicks off here you're like oh i actually also kick off here as well but yeah it's just there's just so much so much to consume like it's just and it's never ending it feels um yeah. who's, who's been the best player that you've you've played against who's like someone you've been like you know what this player is like ridiculous like any level like i mean it could be you could be like oh like when i'm 10 years old someone mm. was amazing but yeah who's like someone you've looked at and been like no you're ridiculous I have a roommate and she keeps playing to herself but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but um oh I think that's more of like when I we played against Bayern Munich when I was at when I was at Zurich and just playing against them was like (laughs) was like you just see a different level like you can tell Mm -hmm. It's just a different level. And I think like when I went to Switzerland and I got exposed to like seeing like P- like PSG and AC Milan and like these different um, big name clubs, it you really can like see just like the, the difference as far as the level. But I would say playing against them, they just had so many good players. It's hard to just be like, oh, this one person. Um, and of course, like I've played against players that aren't, big name players for different reasons they maybe haven't gotten the exposure or whatever it is but um like my friend my friend nor she she's probably been one of the just i haven't played against her formally but she just playing against her because she's like six foot one and trying mm. to mark but one girl like that's a forward it's just like that's a challenge in itself and she's so strong so I, I would say like she's one of the toughest people I've played against but she's still not beating me so it's <laughs> I think that's no, like one of my but... things I love about football like on any given day you could play against someone and they play ridiculous and you're like listen this is the best person ever 
And yeah. someone's like, no, they're like, they've not really done anything. You're like, like I know, I I played, like I, I had to deal with that for 90 minutes. And I'm telling you now, like, that's not yeah. for me. Yeah, but I, I think like even in Sweden, we played against, because I played in the second league in Sweden. So we played against a lot of players that were at big name clubs, but they just mm. couldn't get their full time anymore to playing first league. So, I mean, we've played against, I've played against girls that have like played in, world cups and played for national teams and you can just even though they're not playing at the top level anymore they still have like that skill and you can just tell like why they did play at that level um mm. and again I always have to be like a big name person like there's tons of players that you're just like who is this person and like they are amazing you know absolutely Eric what, what are your goals going forward let's say like for the next like the rest of, I want to say 2022 that's the right year isn't it yeah, 2022 is the right year. The rest of 2022, like, what, what are your goals? Like, personal, professional, like, what, what do you want to do? Yeah, I think for me, my goals would be to, I mean, I'm trying to focus on every single day, just getting better and better, um, keeping my fitness, keep being, like, keep getting stronger every single day um, and enjoying my football. But, I mean, for me, I want to play in, in as many games as possible. I want to get as many mm. minutes that's been my goal since I've been here um so I'm focused on that and just to like finish our season off with a couple more wins we lost we or we won sorry we won our last game and um we've been playing a lot better so I think for my team to continue doing that and hopefully some clean sheets in the defense love that love that I love a clean sheet I always think like I played defender growing up but I can never really could never really get behind it. I always rather score a goal. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if that's from you know, spig of water out, like from getting shifted back because oh, I was one of them on the players. It's like, yeah, you can play here. Now you're going to go play there. I'm like, cool. And then it's like, oh, like clean sheet. And I'm like, yeah, but I'd rather score. I can't, can't go to school and brag about a clean sheet. Like, no one cares. <laughs> but I was like, what, being a 13 year old, I just wanted the, wanted the glory. You know? That's just, that's yeah. just how it was. There's, there's definitely a little bit more glory behind obviously goals then clean sheets for sure I think you're right about that <laughs> I feel like if you're in a team though and it's like training all the time like and you're like super close like as a like a defensive unit you can probably take pride in that and be like like this is this is ours like enjoy your goal in it but if we didn't do this it doesn't yeah matter. it don't matter what you do up there <laughs> but like with defending it feels like when you do a like a last ditch tackle you do something to stop the other team scoring you don't get to celebrate it so everyone will just tap each other like, yeah, that was great. But you have to keep playing. Whereas like when someone scores a goal, everyone stops. People run to the flag and stuff. So it's like, you know how important it is to defend him. But it's like, you just don't get time on the pitch to like really celebrate. Like NFL, you see them like every tackle, like there's two minutes to like celebrate. But I feel like that's something that's missing like in football. Like, I, I would love defenders to just stop for a second and say, we just did that, celebrate, have a time out yeah. and then like just get back to the game. I think, sorry, I think the closest thing would be probably if a, which happened in our last game uh, against Sunderland that <clears throat> that our goalkeepers stopped a penalty kick at like the oh, last yeah. everyone like ran up to her back and stuff but everyone's like oh like running back like <laughs> basically what jay's asking for is if you just make clearance just a yeah. little knee slide to follow yeah. or yeah. Like, be like yeah that's what imagine that's how ridiculous it. that would be like <laughs> you just you can't you can't switch off like it's just like no let's yeah you just left a massive hole for <laughs> honestly ridiculous erica thank you so much for joining us and and best of luck in the rest of the season and people at home thank you so much for watching we'll catch you next time Peace. <laughs>